You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Well, welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where, you know what, Pam? What? Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It is. Um, Next week. As of the time that this is airing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's pretty important if you're wanting to get ahead of it and not be last minute um, for your spouse. Right. You might, you might want to start doing something today if you're listening to this right after it airs. So Yeah. <laughs> relieve the stress off yourself if that's something you guys celebrate. And we have a fabulous idea for a Valentine's gift because it's one that you can give Valentine's Day and then actually pay it off in june yeah you because spread the love out come join us at the sexy marriage radio getaway in indianapolis june 23rd through the 25th and sign up register and then surprise your spouse guess where we're going for valentine's day in june mm-hmm. and come spend a weekend with us and a whole gives, bunch of other couples yeah it gives you some anticipation something to look forward to anticipation is a big part of the, the giving process isn't mm-hmm. it i mean that that's one of the things i've realized early on is um, I have, over the years, I've tried to surprise you with different trips or different things, like for anniversaries or mm-hmm. not, not not necessarily Valentine's Day, but we would do different things. And I would surprise you with them, hopefully, but then I would end up telling you in advance because I was horrible at keeping those kinds of secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized the value of the anticipation is actually a gift in and of itself. For me, it is. Surprises <laughs> are pretty cool, but um, I do love the having something to look forward to. and Right. I'm planning with you. And yeah. and it's so funny because that's almost the opposite end of the spectrum because here in Texas this past week, um, we had mini ice Mageddon from, you know, a couple of days, the whole place it, shut down yeah. because of ice and snow. And, and, um, uh, we were realizing the day before it came in, we went out to the store just to pick up a few last things and then hopefully been able to do this mini conference that ended up being canceled and postponed to May. Yeah. Um, but we were, uh, you could just kind of sense among the people there was still some PTSD in a sense from last year's serious ice Mageddon that was six, seven, eight days, no power. And in Texas, that's a huge, that was, it was, this well, was a huge anywhere deal. It's, anywhere true it's that. huge when it's that cold and you have no power. That's true. And houses are getting ruined and you name but it. But you could almost yeah. see the opposite effect of like the anticipation of something to look forward to, but, the fear is a similar fundamental thing It is that it, we react to. Yeah. And these are the things that wreak havoc all the time in marriage mm-hmm. and in life. And it's just recognizing both ends of the spectrum. How do I realize it so I can make better moves in response to not just react mm-hmm. from. And so if you want to uh, hear more about whatever we got going on, then you need to subscribe to SMR Nation. In, in the po- in the podcast that we do, because we've got new shows every week coming out, and we want to help speak to what it is that's going on in your world. Yeah. And the way you let us know is 214-702-9565, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, and then we hope that we see you in Indy in June. Did you tell them how to get SMR there? smrnation.com forward slash getaway. is take you straight to the page. You can register. The early bird rate is still available until April. 15th so save your spot because we've sold out every year prior 
Mm-hmm. And all signs point to we will again too. And so if you want to come join us, we hope that you will. Well, coming up today on the show, Pam, um, we're given this, this is our Valentine's Day gift to the nation. They get the full show today. Ah, I like giving gifts. That's fun. <laughs> so today, uh, the episode, I'm joined by a, a good friend, a mentor and friend mm-hmm. of mine, Dr. Robert Glover. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the fellas in particular out there have read him. That he's the yeah. author of No More Mr. Nice Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, man, ran across him, man, early on in yeah. my career, largely thanks to my advisor in my doc program, because Dr. Glover had the same advisor. Oh, okay, so, nice. That's how we that's how we met each other nice. was via Dr. Jennings. Okay, um, but he joined me today. Where and the reason we're doing the full show is just we just couldn't break this up into two different segments because it was too good and mm-hmm. too fun of a dialogue. And so the topic today is, uh, what do you do when your roommates, not lovers, mm. in marriage? And he's got a really good take on this of. How do you look at the the power dynamic of the energies of masculine feminine and mm-hmm. the role that we each play as husbands or wives and how it's so easy to make this thing where we are just roommates mm-hmm. and not lovers. And so what we try to do is help them help the nation fall in love again. Yeah. All that's coming up on today's show. Well, I'm honored again uh, to be joined on Sexy Marriage Radio by Dr. Robert Glover, uh, who's a friend, I would say now, and, and colleague, just because we've, we've connected enough, I think, over, okay. over times that, that it's fun to, anytime we can sit and have a conversation, um, I, I leave better. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've always considered us friends. You know, we've got a, a, a very common background, and, um, and it's, it's always fun to, to sit down and talk with you. It never feels like work. So oh, that's... Uh, I, if, if you can figure that out, then that's the best way to go through life, right? And if we... I, I, I like that way. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, Robert, I'm, I, 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 we've, you've been on in the past. I'm just going to catch some of the members of the SMR Nation up to date if they're kind of new to the show. We've talked, you're, you're, you have a book out there, which is fantastic. I recommend all the time, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Um, you came on, we've, we've talked about that whole idea. And then there's also the idea in the archives of the positive emotional tension, which is right. the principle of, there needs to be some t- tensions there. So how do you use it as positive and create positive tension rather than the negative that's, that will create if there's the absence of no tension, right? So that, that, that's a very basic I, uh, yeah. overview. <laughs> I, I, I went, I went, I went a hundred thousand feet on that one. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, that's a teaser for people to go back into the archives with us. So we oh, don't there have you to go. Un- tease, un- them, tease them back, unpack it all the way. But I do want to go into a dial, a conversation with you on, um, because I know you come across this too, working with husbands, whether they are uh, or or just men that are dating in long-term relationships or searching for um, a deeper connection with people. But there seems to be a scenario uh, in marriage for sure where it's very easy, common, normal in some regards mm-hmm. even to, to get into roommate syndrome, not lover mm-hmm. aspect. And I, I'm curious, what's your take on how does that all happen? Oh my goodness! Because <laughs> that can happen in so many different ways. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I've been a, a relationship therapist coach for over thirty plus years, and you know, been in a few relationships. There's so many things that can happen. Um, you know, people get together for all the wrong reasons, and then they start showing up over you know, long term relationship. 
Uh, it's not unusual um, when, when things are not going well sexually in a long-term relationship for there to be uh, sexual trauma in one or both people's backgrounds. Uh, more often than not, the woman's, but it, it, I, I've worked with plenty of men with sexual mm -hmm. trauma in their background. Um, what I see the most over long-term relationship is that people just get busy. They, they get busy doing their own stuff. And I always get, I always get a kick when I was uh, doing couple counseling and like, you know, either a guy would come in or the couple would come in and say, well, we've, we've, we've started scheduling sex. And I, and I would go, I'd laugh. Why, why are you doing that? Well, we just are so busy. The kids were uh -huh. this, that we just never have time anymore. And, and I said, um, uh, when you guys first got together early on, did you have to schedule sex? Oh, no, of course not. Right. Right. You were doing room closets. You were doing it anyway. Right. You didn't have to have it on your calendar. And, and I would usually tell other people, I would ask them, what changed? Mm -hmm. What's changed from when you didn't have to schedule sex in order to have sex to now? And I say, that's what you need to deal with. Whatever's changed in the meantime. And, okay. and it may be that it's gotten busy. Uh, they've gotten busy. Another thing that I've, I've seen is that, you know, the wounds start piling up. Yes. You know, the ways that, that we hurt each other. If, if you live in close proximity with each other, you're going to step on each other's toes every now and then. Absolutely. And couples aren't always real good at resolving that stuff. So it's like little bricks of these wounds or resentments or hurts start building up. And more often than not, when, when people get busy, when, when stuff builds up, when um when the man you know only approaches his wife affectionately when he wants sex when those kind of things happen over time it's usually the woman that starts closing okay and that and and because if you think about it if if we look at sex sex always involves the dominance and the submission Always. Now we don't probably usually think of it like that. We might think of BDSM or something. Right. That's not termination. That, that, that's not terms that we use in a, in a general sense as far as the, I keep, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, but those terms go into the BDSM world, I think, is, is, in most yeah, people's but, minds. So let me just, we'll just do it in, in plain English. For, for there to be sex, there has to be a doer and a done too. Yes. Otherwise, it's just two bodies lying next to each other waiting for something to happen. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, and so what happens is it typically and, and, you know, depending on how a, a couple is kind of wired in terms of I'll think of the masculine pole and this polarity as the doer, the feminine pole as the, the done to. We all have masculine and feminine sides to us. Yep. But typically in most sexual relationships, when the thing that gets them going is when the more default masculine does and the more default feminine opens to be done too. And then mm -hmm. that can switch. There's reciprocity that, you know, hopefully all of us have experienced that of switching top, bottom, pitcher, catcher, you know, mm -hmm. dominant, submissive, whatever terms we use in good, healthy relationships that, that, that switches. But what happens because the woman is usually the more inherently emotionally feminine uh, person of the two is is that she often starts closing and doesn't open and for there to be good sex the 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 feminine part of us has to open okay and 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 relax and submit and be taken and 
be done too in right. pleasurable ways. Right. So it's often it's often the woman that because of all these things that add up that we've been talking about, it's often the woman that starts closing. And so there's often the woman that gets blamed because, you know, we're not having sex like we used to anymore. And, you know, I've worked with women for, for years and listened to, you know, their, their issues around sex. And like I say, it can be any number of things, but more often than not, the two biggest complaints that women have is either when they do have sex, it's like their partner is just poking them. You know, we, right. I, 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 I often say that, that when it comes to sex, we men are wired to be sexual mopeds. You know, if we can just, you know, I'll be crass, find a hole to put yep. a penis in and yep. ejaculate. We call that sex. Right. For the women are sexual Ferraris. They're highly tuned sexual creatures and they don't do well with just being kind of indiscriminately poked. Right. And, and that's what a lot of women have experienced. And maybe the other thing that a lot of women have experienced is just their partner being just really unconscious um, of not being particularly present, mm -hmm. not, a, not particularly available. Um, and, and for the feminine to open up, she's got to feel safe. There's got to be a sense of depth and connection and oneness for, to, to, to open up to that. One more piece that I see that actually turns women off over time, and this might be a little surprising, and it goes back to the nice guy thing, that nice guys are often seeking external validation from our partners through sex. Right. We're feeling insecure or lonely or bored or depressed. And so we, we turn to our partner to have sex. And if they desire us to have sex, it kind of fills some empty place inside of us. But in general, the feminine is turned off by neediness. And they, 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 the feminine feels that big needy hose. I mean, you right. remember Ross Perot when he was running for president? They talked about that big sucking sound of the federal government. <laughs> I think about that when, you know, a needy man is going, oh, let me rub yeah. your back. Let me give you a neck massage. Let me just kind of sneak my sexual agenda up on you. And then, you know, then you'll want to have sex with me and right. I'll, I'll, I'll feel okay. Right. So all of these things can add up. And, and often, again, it's often the woman either because she's been poked or her man only pays attention, you know, when he wants sex or only comes to her when he's needy and wants her to take care of him. So when she turns out his neediness, it feels like she's rejecting him right. and rejecting sex. Right. And and it may be none of the above. She's just, no, don't come to me with that that needy sucking sound. I, I, I want a man to show up and do me. And, and do me with consciousness and presence and love and creativity and spontaneity and playfulness and humor and, and fierceness and his dark side and all of this stuff <laughs> that makes sex juicy. And, and I, I wonder how many women listening to this right now are going, I don't know that I've ever had a man show up right. with all of those things he just listed. Right. And then we wonder why they lose interest in sex or why they close and don't right. open as well. And that's why we created in, a, in this dynamic of a marriage. That's why we would create this system of we just keep stuff at the surface. We just manage a household well. We may co-parent really well. We may go on some vacations. We may even do date nights. You know, we do on the yeah. surface everything that is proposed of what would make a marriage good. But you're not the deeper level lover because of I, I love the way you're framing it in the sense of 
It's the buildup of a lot of the things of our mannerisms or our hesitancies or our timidity or our neediness or, or all the above. All yeah. of it. That's why this isn't simple. That's why you right. know, as a therapist, couple walks in your office, you can't just say, oh, do this different, do that different, do that different. And I'll see you in two weeks. Dude, if we it's could, never, if we could actually, that simple. if we actually came up with that, we would have been the world's first trillionaires overnight. Yes. Yeah, because that's what everybody's longing for. But I think that I want to add another component just to hear what you think about this, because the way you're framing it is perfect. But I think built within this frame is also that element of I have a, a tendency to say, or at least I see we will have a tendency to I've got this fear of rejection if I let all of me be seen or yeah. a dark side of me be seen or a fetish or a kink or a fantasy or even just a, a, a desire to yeah. be seen. And, and now all of a sudden, if that's gotten shut down or rejected in the past, there's a tendency, then I'm like, well, I'm not going to break. So I start maybe even holding back. So that even com, com, compounds this problem more to where it's risk aversion almost yes. in marriage. And, and, and two, two ways I, I see that that then goes um, often both, and especially in men. One is, is that um, we, 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 we clam up in many ways. We, we, I call it pre-rejecting ourselves. Well, she, <laughs> she won't be interested in that, or right. she'll, she's not in the mood, right. or uh, we'll, we'll, I'll bring that up at another time, not right. now. Um, and so we, keep, we start just guarding stuff and keeping stuff close to the vest. So we men don't even realize how non-transparent and how non-honest we are. Correct. And, and I'm, not, I'm not just talking about honesty, like, you know, oh, I, I, I looked at some woman today and felt attracted to her. I mean, just honest about so many things. Right. And then the other place that the other thing I see happen is when you're, as you're saying that is, as you know, so many men then turn to pornography and fantasy is whatever the, those dark sides of ourselves. And I, when I say dark, I don't mean evil. I just no. mean, you know, the, the part of ours that we might have shame or fear. It's, or it's the underbelly of it, about. right? It's the... Yeah, it's part of who we are, you know? Right. And and when, and but, and what happens is we, we will then start go and pursuing that through pornography because anything and everything is available in pornography. And one of the things, I didn't mention this earlier, but another piece that, you know, one of these layers is that perhaps, um, you, you know, you, you've heard the, the, the phrase Madonna whore complex from yeah. a horse syndrome i see that manifest so often with so many men especially christian men because it's kind of like oh you know my my woman is the good woman i have to always show her you know i'm, I'm the good man don't let her see the darkness in me don't let her see you know the the, the rage in me don't let her see you know the killer right. in me um but i can go over here to pornography or fantasy or massage parlors or However, a lot and, of and other this, nefarious things that are out there, all the, I can, I can take all my dark sexual energy there because you, you, you can't bring that to a Madonna. And one of the things that I've been telling men for a long time is the best thing you can do for, for your sexual relationship with a long-term partner is, is, is bring those energies together right. to where you, you bring both, both the, 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 the love and the reverence to your partner and, and that dark side. Right. Um, and, and it's funny because that scares men to death. You talk with women about it. Women are sitting there nodding like, yeah, I mean, read, read. I, I read one or two um, romance novels a year just, okay. just for kicks. 
and just to you know the formula is the same no matter whether it's kind of you know a fan you know sci-fi sci, sci fantasy right. or or gothic you know it doesn't matter they all have the same formula and you know what the 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 men that the women fall for yep. in these romance novels are always a little bit dangerous yep, they have an stranger. edge to them right there's an edge to them there's tension there's a fierceness there's a uh, oh he's not safe but i want him right right and then, then we men that we, you know, we think, well, I, I'm, I'm going to be the real nice guy and real, real pleasing and do everything my partner wants. And I know that worked last time to get her excited. So I'll do that again to get her excited. And she's sitting there going, oh, he did this last time to get me excited. There he goes. He does the same thing again. <laughs> I can know. follow the map. I got I, it. I, I, yep. I know what's coming next. Okay. Yep. All right. I'll, and then the woman goes, I'll create my own little fantasy so I can get aroused and get this over with. And, and, and. And again, th these are stereotypes. Not everybody no, I, goes I get down you these totally. paths, but yep. but there's so many different ways, and and that's that that's why I love working with sexuality with couples. You know, um, you know, Sartre referred to the sexual crucible. David Data talks about finding God through sex. Um, Jung, Osho. I mean, you can yep. go, go lots of different directions, and they and, and they're basically saying. If you get down to the nitty gritty in sex, you get down to the nitty gritty to who we are as human beings. Absolutely, and 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 that's why there's such beautiful work to 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 do. Right, and and so because I think there's a component that this as I'm hearing this as as we're talking, Robert, I'm just hearing this. This is bringing in several of the key words I've picked up from you over the years. Of there's a there's a consistency that's necessary among the man and the woman of just being our best presenting our best I've landed on. And this has resonated with a lot of the men I work with in mastermind groups and even at listeners in the, of, of SMR of solidness, right? That there's sure. a solidness. Schnarch refers to it as creating a solid, flexible self, right? That it's that idea of I can pivot and adjust without losing myself because I know who I am and I know who I'm not. And so I think because far too often, you and I are both of the male persuasion. So we have fall victim to the <laughs> idea of, I find this thing, I think it'll might work. So I'm going to put it right into practice as a tool rather than yeah. it's, it's something that needs to be integrated into all of me. Right. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a holistic thing of my presence and my action. And the other thing that comes to my mind is that I've, I've, I have worn this out with my clients of the idea of my wife benefits from five minutes of my hundred percent presence than more than yeah. 30 minutes of my 50% presence. Right. Yeah, and I've been, I've been teaching that to, to men for so long is that, you know, you, you might go spend an hour or two with your wife because you think you have to, but you're thinking about work and you're thinking about this and you're thinking you'd rather be watching the game and how, what's the score now. Right. And, 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 and the, the women feel that. Right. But yeah, they don't want, the a giant piece of the pie, but when they get a piece of the pie of our, our life and our attention, they want a hundred percent of it. And, and that is so challenging for, for so many men. And, and, and it takes work. It takes practice. I think it takes a mentor. It, it takes uh, a coach. It takes a men's group. Yep. I mean, and, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm in a men's program. I have a men's coach and, and, you know, I'm still working on yep. how do I bring all of my consciousness, all of my presence? How do I be grounded? How do I be here? Be solid, be, be, and, and it's, 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 it's the initiation stuff that our ancestors used to get from our forefathers that we don't get anymore of how, how to get comfortable 
feeling discomfort, how right. to be present, how do we stay strong when we feel fear? How do we stay grounded? How do we keep breathing? How do we hold on to ourselves? How, how do we how do we penetrate woman and world with consciousness and presence and strength? And and um, and again, that's why I love working with relationships and sexuality. Right. There's just such there, there's such a great um, container to do this work, to really get down to the core of who we are. Right. Cause it really is a language. I mean, it's incredibly descriptive and, and revealing of, of our nature, uh, of our capabilities, our fears, uh, our insecurities. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You can't hide, right. If you're, if you're involved in a sexual relationship over any length of time, you really can't hide. Uh, well, well we, we, we think we can. I, <laughs> I, I remember I, I had a conversation with my, um, my second wife, 20 some years ago. And um, I, I asked her, I said, if, if you could, if you could get away with anything and there were no consequences, what would it be? I remember lying in bed and she goes, I'm not going to answer that, but I'll ask you the same thing. And, and I thought, Hmm. I said, well, I, I think I'd take a look at my dark side. And I didn't say I would like go into my dark side right. or, or even you know, go explore it. Or I just said, I think I would like take a peek at right. it. Let's look behind and, that curtain and, a little bit. Yeah. And she said to me, I doubt you, you'll find anything that I don't already know about. And, you know, here I am thinking, and we men all think that, you know, oh, you know, they, I, I got this hidden from them. I got it under control. It, 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 I, I learned the lessons that if anything at all is up for me, I go tell my partner. Right. You know, if I, if I talk to my accountant and I got a tax penalty to pay. First thing I do, I go tell my partner because she's going to know something. Right. She will pick know. up the cues of something. Yeah. And I, what if I try to keep that pressed down and be normal and try to have sex later on? And I'm thinking, I, I owe the IRS this tax penalty. Right. You know, it, it's like whenever anything comes up that unsettles me now, I, first thing I do is I tell my partner because she's going to sense it okay. and she's going to know. And, and that's just a form of... of of being honest and transparent yeah. in a way that makes my partner feel safe and want and makes her want to move closer to me. But if I'm like antsy and anxious and keeping it hidden from her, she'll feel it and sense it. She's not going to open to that. Right. So, right. so, so much of this is really just letting them in, letting them see inside, letting, you know, just letting them see what all's there. So what do you do then with, um, because if we put it under the frame of it's, it can be the risk aversion is what can lead to the roommate syndrome, right? Of I'm afraid of, let's go with that one yeah. of, of being present. I'm afraid of letting it being known. I'm letting, letting her see or him see all of me. Cause I think this is on both sides of the equation. I think you would agree with that, right? That it's, yeah. it's not just whoever the doer is in this regard. There's also right. an element of understanding who I am as I receive male or female understanding who I am as I, as I, uh, harness my power and, and my eroticism or my fantasy or my dark or whatever it could be. So if there's this element of, I'm afraid of letting it be seen, or I've been rejected when it has been seen, at least as I perceive rejection, because mm -hmm. it could be that I've pre-rejected it. So therefore I brought it about because yeah. <laughs> I didn't bring it about. Honestly, I tried to covertly get it there and she just heard the sucking hose. Right. Right. So that can that would then create this idea of roommates of there's only so th only here's the levels of depth we can talk about here's the things we can do Mishnars refers to that as leftover sex right that we all have leftovers <laughs> of 
I'll do what you want. We won't, we won't do what I want to do. We won't do what you want to do. We'll do whatever's left over. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. And, yeah. It's kind of like what, whatever's been taken off the table. Right. That ain't going to happen. We, we, we get whatever's left of whatever the, the two of us have taken out, right. out, out of play. So if we flip that, because how often do we find these situations where I'm scared of some of the parts of myself, you know, even that mm-hmm. statement of, I think I would want to have the courage to look behind the curtain of my dark yeah. side. I think there's there's courage to even have the contemplation of that. I agree. For most <laughs> of us guys. <laughs> totally. Well, I think women too, because I think there's this element of our humanness that if you have the Christian bent, that man, we that's the flesh, that's gone. I can't, but no, 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 it's still reality. It's who we are as humans. Yeah. And I, there's a difference between acknowledging it versus letting, versus letting it run rampant. Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, I think, you know, I, I grew up in, in a fundamental Christian church and, and, and was a minister in a previous lifetime and uh, a couple degrees in religion. So I, I get, you know, the, the whole, and, and it's, this isn't true in every church, but, you know, I was, I was in a pretty fundamental denomination and the, the basic message is sex is evil, dirty and sinful. So save it for the one you love. <laughs> I love um, that message. You know, and, <laughs> the and, terminology and, and, of that message is so funny. And, and now we're going to get married, and everything's just going to be open and clean. And 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 and, and you know, and, and what we forget is that, you know, if, if you're coming from a Christian perspective, you've got to believe that everything that God made, God made perfectly, right. and and everything about our sexuality, He made perfectly. So wh- why is it we're going to hide something? this perfectly made, right? Just, just because we've been told, don't let that part of you out. Don't let that. And, and, you know, if, 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 if Jesus had any message, it, it was, you know, you know, be real, be, 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 be honest, be transparent, but, but, you know, be, be you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I'll, I'll get, I'll give you an example. And this is a, a very personal one, very recent. My wife and I um, went to a, a, a retreat center down in Costa Rica at the end of November uh, of this year. I'd been invited to come down and speak at a men's only retreat. And it's the first one they'd ever done. And I got invited two years ago and COVID kept pushing it back. Right. So we went and, and, and so it was an all men's retreat, but I had to bring my wife along. And, and so she got to be kind of over on the fringes of things. And um, one night when we got done with the program, the guy who was next to me started just opening up to me when, when it was all done and time to you know head back to our, our, our rooms. And, um, and he started saying that he was actually there the previous week with his wife at, at a, a retreat that, you know, was, wasn't just for couples, but it involved men and women both. Uh-huh. And she had revealed to him that um, on Wednesday night of, of the retreat, a week ago from the night he was talking to me that she'd had an affair 10 years previously. And then on Friday night, she said, I want a divorce. And, and then she, they were there a couple more days. She went on home. He decided to stay the next week for the men's retreat part of it. And so he was telling me this. So I, uh, as my wife and I were walking back to our room that night, it's pretty late. I was telling her about what this guy told me. Right. And uh, we, we got back to our room and, you know, we're, we're getting ready for bed and she undresses and goes in the bathroom, takes off her makeup and comes back out and sits on the bed. And she says, I have to tell you something. And she says, I'm really scared. And I'm going, yeah, I, and she starts telling me some things of of earlier in her life prior to being with me that she says i'm afraid that if i ever told you these things you would leave me right and she said you know 
when you told me that that guy, this, and she goes, I have, I have this guilt thing I need to tell you that I never told you the truth about. That started a process that night of her and I going deeper in, than we've ever been, sure. mostly telling things about our past right. prior to each other. We've been married five years. Right. So a lot of us prior, but it, it opened the door that we just started telling every everything that anything that the way we've been putting it, anything that has fear attached to it or shame attached to it, we're, we're sharing it with each other to use each other to clear out. And most of this is around sexuality. Okay. Anything that we have fear or shame, past, present, future, let's just put it out to each other and let's just explore it as a couple and, mm -hmm. and, and let it be what it is and decide how we want to deal with it. And what has been so amazing, um, other than her and I catching COVID a week ago on, on New Year's, um, for like the, the last three to four weeks since that workshop, our relationship has been on fire right. in ways. And, and of course, our sexuality has been on fire. It's like, you know, we, we, we can't quit touching each other. Right. And not only has revealing this dark stuff to each other, not only driven the other, it's not driven the other person away, but as I keep telling my wife, you know, I, I keep falling deeper and deeper in love with you. Right. And, and I keep feeling more and more aroused and wanting a deeper and deeper you know, connection all the time. And yeah. she does too. Yeah. So there is so much power to take that risk of, of taking the lid off and sharing with our partner. And, and again, we've been together eight years, married five years. And, um, and, you know, I, I, I thought I knew a lot about my wife. I, I found out there was, a, there was a lot I didn't know. Absolutely. And I love her even more for knowing it now. Mm -hmm. And I think she would say this. She she feels closer to me because she doesn't have to worry if I ever find this out about her, her past or her life. I'm going to reject her or not want to be with her. And um, it, it's just been amazing. You know, no, it's, 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 so, it's so simple and fundamental in a way. But, you know, it's, it's just been amazing. Right. Well, it's simple and fundamental, but scary as can be from the yeah. outset, if you're just kind of listening to this and wondering like, OK, I, I get it, because I almost hear this as um, we can because what you're describing, Robert, as I'm hearing this is this is the element of knowing and being known. Yeah, right? this is this is intimacy. Yeah. This is this is a true connecting of 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 real right it, it's i'm not hiding i'm not shading i'm not skewing this is me and it's not because in some regards i think people try to preemptively create this by just doing a a past dump if you will <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. it's not in the sense of being known it's actually trying to rid yourself of guilt or it's trying, it's trying to yeah, yeah. make this yourself feel better. I think that's worth carrying. Yeah. Right. I think that's a, a good distinction to realize. This is a, this is an element of both. Cause I would get the sense from what I know of you, I would get the sense your wife kind of had something stirring in her likely because of the relationship you guys have created mm. and the pressure you've got of just being in a relationship with you of you are, from what I know of you, you are a pretty, pretty forthcoming open. If it's a thought, and it keeps it in there. It's coming out. I'll, I'm not yeah. going to shade stuff. You know, I'll kind of tell you, let you see, let you see me. And so she's kind of wrestling with, okay, I'm going to up my game in a sense of, I want to show up better too. And so she does. And that wasn't intending to get you to respond and reciprocate in kind. It was more just a, Hey, 
this is the move I'm making, right? And I want to see where this goes for me and how you do with it. Yeah. And, and it, she was terrified. She was sure. She was sure I was going to say we're done. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how much respect I have for the courage it took. She was convinced when she told me these things, I, I, I would be done with her. Right. And, and it's so funny that the opposite, I mean, as opposite as you could be is true that, you know, I've, I've just fallen more in love with her. Oh, sure. And, 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 and I always tell her she's, you know, she's the most courageous person I know. Yeah. That's the perfect word for it. And, and, and I tell her she's my role model as well, that it it inspires me to be as open and as transparent. And, and the beauty of this is it, is it does feed on each other in a very positive way, a positive feedback loop that you see this in, in, for example, in a men's group or in any kind of therapy, like couples therapy, one reveals something, somebody else reveals. And then it, that, that courage is, is contagious. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's where I've got a mastermind group that I've run regularly. And I had one in the past that everybody's the first call. I already knew the story of the guys because I'd done some, you know, some vetting of it. And we're doing the first call and everybody's kind of going through why they're there. And one dude at the end, he kind of kept it. Everybody had kind of set the tone of this is as deep as we're going to go. And he Mm -hmm. kind of did the same and he was kind of wrestling. And I knew he had some skeletons in there and that's why he was there. Right. And then all of a sudden you could see him. He just goes, (sighs) (laughs) I've got this going on. And he just let it out. Right. And then all of a sudden we had to go back around the room to let guys Mm -hmm. say why they were really there. (laughs) Yeah. Because he just set the tone differently because he had the courage and the strength to set the depth differently. Right. And from and, that moment. Yeah. Like you're talking about, I assume a group of guys. Yes. Those men then went to a deeper level yep. with each other. Yep. And, and that, that not only happens men between men, but of course, in, in, in a couple you yep. know, relationship, yep. when one goes deep, um, Hopefully it inspires the other. To, I, I call it the relationship teeter totter. You know, one one person uh, this equalizes that this you know gets yep. it out of balance yep. um, by 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 doing something brave or courageous or or and and it, and and, it, and, it, and all of a sudden it's out of whack. Now this other person down here is going. I feel really uncomfortable. Right. This person is is done this really courageous bold thing. I can either try to bring them back down to get the equilibrium back. I mean, we don't think this. Right. But it's kind of the way we use. operate with the systems. Yep. But, or I can, uh, I think I might have to bring my A game and challenge myself and, and, and rise up to match. And then all of a sudden that disequalizes yep. the, 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 equal, the equilibrium. And so it's, 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 it's a beautiful, you know, second order change of where one person being courageous inspires others then the other people being courageous inspires back and yep. and and you know bringing this all back to sex just anybody listening to what you and i've been talking about now for the last you know 30 or 40 minutes or so imagine having the kind of energy you and i have around this thing between a couple of partners right and 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 the vulnerability and the nakedness and yep. the rawness and the energy yep of, of, of bringing sex into that. Yep. Oh man, it's, it's, it's spectacular. You don't, you don't know where it's going, but it's going to be interesting. Right. Because you both are, you both are doing what you can and need to, to show up. 
Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. That, that's where you get the polarity. Back, yep. You know, we've, we've, we've dropped the, you know, the weaponry, we've dropped the armor, you know, you know, it's just, it's just, we're naked. Yep. We're, we're just naked in front of each other. And that's when it gets interesting. That's I love it. And I love the, thanks for the personal story because that's the strength of the wife, you know, and, and then yeah. you and responding in kind. And I think that's kind of, there's an element of courage is the right word of, of being, I have the courage to take charge of my own life and relationship in a different way by taking the risk. I'll take the hit. I'll see where it goes because it's the only way I'm really going to get to that depth that maybe I really, I think we all long for, but we want someone else to set it for us. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when, when I um, was teaching, you know, men really focusing uh, around single men and, and uh, creating relationship and dating, I, I coined a, a phrase that I started using with the single men. I call get to rejection quickly. Right. You know, most men are afraid of getting rejected in any right. way whatsoever. So we're passive. We're indirect. We don't take risk. And I go, no, if you're dating, be bold, be yourself, set the tone and lead, find out the woman's nature, get to rejection quickly, find out quickly. Is this woman a good match? So you don't waste a lot of time dating somebody that's not a good long-term match. If that's what you're looking for is long-term. I think the same thing true in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I teach you know men and women get to rejection quickly, and the best way I know how to do that is showing up, being fully honest, fully transparent, asking for everything that you want, not hiding anything about yourself, and finding out can your partner rise to the occasion to to meet you, or you're going to find out they're not capable of it. Right. But nothing's going to change if somebody doesn't take that risk. Right. Right. That, that's the only way that you get to that deeper level of knowing and being known and, and really tapping into the energy there and and creating something better for you and your partner. Exactly. That's Somebody's got to be, be willing to take that risk. That's great. So, Robert, uh, again, I think we could talk for hours, but uh, we could. So but I want people to be able to find you of, um, of you know, what, what do you got going on right now and how do they find more of you that that will help them if this has uh, sparked an interest in them? Well, the best way to find me is just go to, to my website, drglover.com, D-R-G-L-O-V-E-R.com. And what I've got going on right now is for the last several months, I've been, I have half a dozen online courses around relationship, work and career, uh, the positive emotional tension thing you mentioned, no more Mr. Nice Guy. And I've been converting all these courses to video. Okay. And, um, it's, it's been an interesting challenge, but I'm really excited about it. I'm about a third of the way done. Um, so, um, yeah, come, come check out my, my video courses. The, I, I just completed one called All the Way In. Uh, it's about men taking leadership in relationship. And, and it touches a lot of stuff you and I've yeah. just been talking about right here. Well, that's great. Well, Robert, thank you so much again for the time and the work and the knowledge and the wisdom. and the, the, the personal stories. I, I appreciate it so much, man. All the best. As always, thanks for the invitation and I look forward to doing it again. Well, a little backstory on, on this episode, Pam, you, you are aware of this, but the nation wouldn't be aware of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Glover and I have been trying to meet to record this show. Um, I think for about five months. Yeah. It's been a while. That been a while. Every time we had it booked, I had something come up a couple of times that I needed to reschedule but he had internet issues, COVID, internet issues again, <laughs> just 
there was just one thing after another and it almost got comical where anytime I was seen on the calendar, he's, he's booked to come on and we were going to record. Um, I was just waiting for, he was either waiting for the email for me saying, ah, I can't, I need to reschedule. Or I was waiting for an email from him to, I gotta have to reschedule. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is he was telling me that he, cause he lives in Mexico mm-hmm. and, um, the cables that they use for their internet are, uh, lined with organic rather than the, uh, plastic chemical sheeting or mm-hmm. covering and so it the rats are like that's organic food i'm gonna eat it all they're so they're eating, eating the through lines. the cables <laughs> you know we're trying to be good to this earth and and the animals are thanking how, us in some ways right? the yeah. earth is paying us back for it <laughs> well this is sexy marriage radio if we left something undone or you want uh, a, a particular path for us to explore more let us know 214-702-9565 feedback at sexymarriageradio.com so wherever you are however you've taken some time out of the day to spend it with us we, th- we say thank you again and we'll see you next time